Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass podcast episodes. Today I'm really excited to have Chloe Brotheridge with us and Chloe if you don't know is a hypnotherapist, coach and anxiety expert at karmau.com and the host of the Karma You podcast. Her best-selling book The Anxiety Solution is a practical, gu- a practical guide to having a quieter mind and living a calmer life. Her second book Brave New Girl Seven Steps to Confidence also came out in May 2019. So thank you so much much Chloe for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to have this conversation. I know I'm really excited. I've seen your books everywhere so I was like I've got to get Chloe on and find out what she's about. That's so nice. Thank you. So my first question for you which I like to ask every guest that comes on is when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story and do you class yourself as spiritual? Yes I love this question. No one's ever asked me this before and I would say spirituality is a big part of my life I do consider myself a spiritual person and um, I've actually I had a bit of an unusual upbringing in that I I grew up in a almost like a spiritual community so my parents um, meditated you know when I was a kid my grandma is a meditation teacher Um, so I was around a lot of that from a very early age and at the time, I don't think I really appreciated it. So I, I actually learned to meditate when I was 10. Um, but I did not, um, yeah, appreciate it. I would just find it incredibly boring. I guess as most, most children or teenagers will, will have this experience of anything that your parents think is good. You know, there's a time in your life, probably around the age of about 13, when you rebel against it and it becomes, you know, the, the least appealing thing in the world. And that was definitely the case for me. So even though I'd, you know, grown up with a lot of spirituality and meditation, I, I definitely went the other way, got into drinking and all the sorts of things that teenagers get into. And it was not until about the age of 23 that I um, kind of rediscovered that, that part of myself through having anxiety and through 
needing to find something to help myself really and I think for a lot of people we we come to spiritual practices because we're struggling and we're looking for a deeper meaning for things or we're looking for a way out of our suffering and that was definitely the case for me so yeah around the age of 23 I started to rediscover meditation and have been on a yeah a big journey with it ever since then um, I would say meditation is a big part of my life and um yeah that's kind of grown and developed over the years I've got into a lot of different other things as well amazing and how did that sort of lead you on to becoming you know a hypnotherapist a coach and sort of you know helping people with anxiety yeah so I I struggled with anxiety myself for a long time it it really started when I was about 15 and it wasn't until I was about it probably started at 23 24 but really 25 when I kind of got to a point where I knew I needed to to get some help I was having panic attacks I once was giving a presentation at university and I had a panic attack where I felt as if I'd come out of my body and was floating on the ceiling looking down at myself and I later realized that this is called dissociation and it's absolutely horrible Um, so it got quite bad and, and I had social anxiety whereby I found it really difficult to connect to new people and and have conversations and it just reached a point where um it just got to a point where it was holding me back too much so I around that time discovered um rediscovered meditation my my grandma as I said she was a meditation teacher actually took me on a trip and took me on a meditation retreat basically where we were meditating for kind of several hours a day. And I think up until that point, I'd not been able to really meditate. And going on this retreat taught me that actually it is possible to, to quiet in your mind. It is possible to get into this deeper state. And after that, something just really clicked for me. And I got really interested in kind of different states of consciousness and obviously hypnotherapy um kind of led on from that and it really helped me with my own anxiety and my my confidence issues I listened to a lot of hypnotherapy recordings and found that really helpful and so yeah I was about 25 or 26 and I trained as a hypnotherapist and um you know after a couple of years started to to really focus on helping people with anxiety because that had been you know my my experience Amazing. And it's interesting how all those sort of experiences led up to you, to this being your career now and writing your books, especially. So it's, I always love asking that question to just see how it all, all the pieces kind of come together where you sort of find your purpose and you're like, oh, wow, it does all make sense now. Yeah. And I never would have thought, you know, a few years ago that I would be helping other people with this. You know, when I think when you're in it yourself, you it's so easy to feel really stuck and hard to see a way out and that was definitely the case for me and so it's a really good reminder for me and I'm always telling my clients this that even if you are really struggling right now you can always make progress and um, I think part of part of anxiety is that the anxiety tells us we're always going to feel the way we feel and we're broken or we're unfixable and actually yeah I'm always reminding people that we can we can all make progress absolutely so talking about anxiety then what are your top tips on managing anxiety and feeling more free in life so 
I would say that the first step is to change your relationship with the anxiety itself, because very often what we do is we fight against how we're feeling and we tell ourselves that the anxiety is something that just needs to be gotten rid of. And, you know, definitely it was the case for me that I went to the doctor, you know, for anxiety, went down the kind of medication route. I drank a lot of alcohol to try and calm myself down. And at other stages, I would stay really busy or I would become kind of obsessive about work or shopping or something like that. And so often what we do is we just try and suppress what it is that we're feeling and numb ourselves or stay so busy that we don't have to actually deal with it. And unfortunately, this only is a very short term strategy and and doesn't really help us in the long term. So I often invite people to really think about anxiety as being a friend that is showing up in your life to help you. And it's trying to get you to change something about your life, whether that's changing your friendship group or changing your job, or it's trying to get you to learn something about yourself, or it's trying to get you to heal something. And so often, you know, anxiety leads back, of course, to to things earlier in our lives and, and experiences from our childhoods or messages that we've taken on board or beliefs that we've taken on board. And the anxiety is showing up because something needs to be healed. So if we can change our relationship with the anxiety and treat it as a friend and just get curious about what we need to do, what we need to listen to, you know, within ourselves, we can start to, you know, find the solution for our own anxiety within that. Um, The second thing that I really suggest for people with anxiety is um shaking so i don't know if you've ever done this emma but um it's what it's what animals do in the wild when they have experienced something stressful or they've had a bit of a shock and you you know everyone has probably seen their cat or their dog if they get you know hear a loud noise or if your cat falls out of the tree you know the, the animal shakes its body really vigorously for a few seconds and what animals are doing is they're discharging the tension and the stress and the stress hormones from their bodies and unfortunately what we tend to do as human beings is we just hold on to all of that tension and stress and we don't release it and so if you're having a really stressful you know moment at work We might just continue to stay at our desks and all of those stress hormones and all that tension in our bodies is building up. So I really like to suggest to people to have a sort of a shaking practice, whether that's, you know, you just take yourself off to, you know, the the loos and shake at work. Or if you have a bit of a routine where you shake to music in the morning to, you know, start your day in a really good way. But it's just about getting rid of that tension and stress that we hold in the body, releasing all of that stuck energy. Um, I love that. And something that's very natural for us to do really, but I think we've forgotten. So yeah, definitely recommend people giving that a try. Well, it's really interesting. I've never actually heard of that before, but it absolutely makes sense. And I'm definitely going to try it now. I think we all will. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. So you can put some music on and the shaking it often comes from slightly kind of bending your knees and kind of bobbing up and down and letting the shape kind of move through your back and your arms. Um, 
or it could be more kind of aerobic than that, but it can just be quite a kind of gentle shaking. Yes. Brilliant. Try. No, definitely. I think we all will be. And let us know if you do try the shaking, if it works. So what are your top tips for being brave and improving your confidence then? Because this is your new book, isn't it? Brave New Girl. Yeah. So I, I wrote this book because it seemed like the, the next step. So once you've worked on your anxiety with the anxiety solution book the next step is to actually you know start to go out into the world more and start to um take some action and start to grow your confidence so I wanted to write a book that was really addressing that and one of the things that I was really aware of is that so often we look at people who appear really confident and actually when you go go beneath the surface they have fears they have doubts they feel scared as well so a couple of examples that I talk about in the book is Adele who is obviously amazing at what she does you know she's world class and yet she gets so nervous before her performances that she's been known to projectile vomit Um, and as another example of Michelle Obama who again so many of us look at as being this incredibly confident person and she is and yet She also has spoken about how she has imposter syndrome and how she has, you know, all these self-doubts. And it was just such a good reminder for me that actually so often we're waiting to be confident. We're waiting to have that self-belief before we go after what we want. And actually what we see in other people, when when we perceive them as being confident, actually what we're seeing is them being courageous and then being brave and and potentially feeling quite scared as they are you know doing the thing that they're doing so it's part of remembering I think that it's okay to feel scared it's okay to have doubts about yourself have a lot of adrenaline in your body as you're as you're doing what you want to do but you're scared to do and to just start to take a bit of action anyway don't wait until that you know mythical day when you feel really confident because that might never come and actually your confidence comes from taking action and you learn that you're gonna survive whatever it is whether it's many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
publishing your first blog or going live on Instagram stories, you know, you, you experience that you might feel very scared, but you don't die. And so, you know, a part of you learns that it's not a life threatening situation and actually you're a lot more confident the next time that you try it. So that's one of my biggest tips for confidence. Um, I think um, it's, it's about taking action and knowing that you don't, you don't need to be confident to get started. The second thing. Yeah. So the second thing is around um, self-talk and I know there's this, you know, we talk about this so much, you know, be kind to yourself and that sort of thing. And it's almost become something that, you know, has been said so many times and yet it needs to be said again and again, because I found that even in people who do quite a lot of personal development work, they still need this reminder. And it's the biggest barrier that holds us back from, from feeling good about ourselves and being confident. It's the inner critic. Um, some people call it the shitty committee or, <laughs> you know, the inner judge, um, whatever it is that you want to call it. But I think the first step is just to be really aware of that and be aware that everyone has an inner critic. Beyonce has an inner critic. Um, you know, we all have an inner critic and actually being aware of it and, and remembering that we don't have to take that voice so seriously that just because you're saying to yourself, I'm not good enough, doesn't mean that you are not good enough. Um, so awareness is the first step. And the next thing that I often encourage people to start to think about in terms of this is, you know, how can you start to really take that inner critic less seriously? And one way of doing this is to actually turn that inner critic into a character. So the character that I've turned mine into is Angelica from the Rugrats. <laughs> if you remember that character. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's basically this like four-year-old who is really mean to all the babies in Rugrats. And she's got a very distinctive voice. And I remember, I just imagine that it's Angelica saying, you know, these mean things to me if I find that my inner critic is piping up. And it just makes me smile and it just helps me to take that voice a bit less seriously. So for people listening, I'd really encourage you to think about, is there a character that you could turn your inner critic into? And it could be from a cartoon that you watched as a kid. It could be something with a silly voice like Donald Duck, but choose something that you can smile about and it will help you just to get that distance so that you don't have to believe those critical thoughts. I love it. And I loved what you said, first of all, about how, you know, being, being brave is taking action. It's so true because we've all been there. And I think, you know, it, it's sometimes easy to forget that everybody has comparison. Everybody has imposter syndrome. Like we all have those moments where we doubt ourselves, even if you are the most confident person in the world, like Beyonce, that, you know, it comes across to all of us that she is really confident. She's probably like, are you kidding me? Like I still have self-doubt. I still have self-love issues. You know, it all comes up for us. It, it never, we, there's never a point where you just think, oh, I'm cured. I'm not going to experience any of these things anymore. So it's definitely a case of reminding yourself that we're all human. We're all human. We all experience these emotions and triggers and, the negative stuff as well and it's just a case of I think reminding everybody that we're all in the same boat here and I just love what you said it, it really resonated with me and definitely naming the inner critic as well I loved that um and I've never heard shitty committee before like that definitely made me laugh 
Cool. Yes. So what items or practices are essential for an anxiety-free lifestyle and what can't you live without? Okay, so number one, I would say is the meditation that I do, which is transcendental meditation. And this is the type of meditation where you have a mantra and you sit quietly for 20 minutes and you say your mantra to yourself. And it's not something that you can learn from a book. You can't learn from an app. It is something that you go and get taught uh, by a teacher who's been really um, thoroughly trained in in how to teach meditation and I've tried a lot of different meditations I you know have done things like Buddhist retreats and a lot of mindfulness and I I came back to transcendental meditation because I found it the easiest and the one that helped me to feel the best and everyone is different but for me that's the one that has had such a massive um, positive impact on my life that I often recommend it uh, the second thing that I really love to do is facial massage and I got into this a few years ago when I did a, a training in a type of therapy called havening and this type of therapy basically involves kind of stroking um, parts of your body like your arms or your face um, as a way of producing more serotonin and kind of calming, calming you down essentially. And I learned through this, actually massaging the face is one of the best places to massage to get that serotonin and that calming effect. Um, and so I love to do this every single day. It's really relaxing. And, and if you have, for example, like a tight jaw or, you know, the muscles between your eyebrows get really tense, then it's really good just to release all of those muscles. Um, and that's become just part of my routine. And I, yeah, recommend it to everyone, basically. It's really interesting. I've not even, I've not heard of that either. I'm definitely going to try that. So can you just do it with your hands or do you need one of the roller things at all? Yeah, so I, I tend to do it just with my hands. And if you go to YouTube, you will find thousands of video tutorials on facial massage. I, I got quite into this, like trying to learn different techniques. Um, I also have something called a gua sha, which is a little bit of jade. It kind of um, looks like a wonky heart-shaped piece of jade. And you can use that to massage your face. Um, I haven't tried the, like a jade roller, but mm -hmm. I like the gua sha um so yeah give that a try and i think the last thing the last practice that i've recently gotten into is um hosting and also going to women's circles and it's one of those things that i never would have imagined myself doing a few years ago but i so see the value in it now and one women's circle that i'm part of is like a women in business group um and we you know, just get into circle together and talk about the things that are coming up to, for us in terms of work. And another one is just my friends that I invite over um, for the new moon. And we sit in circle and have, you know, talk about how we are and set intentions and, and talk about what we're letting go of and um, drink hot chocolate and that sort of thing. Um, and I've just found that so valuable for um, connecting more deeply with other women and also for bringing people together and just creating community I think so so many people struggle with loneliness and I really think there's a link between anxiety and loneliness you, you can really isolate yourself when you have anxiety and hold yourself back from things and I think just creating finding a way to create that community has been so valuable for me and 
um, just for people listening, you know, you can start your own women's circle or you could look on online, look on websites like Meetup or Eventbrite, and they will have tons, you know, all over the world, all over the country to get involved with and start to connect with um, more of a community. Definitely. And that's what I love doing myself, especially when I was sort of healing my anxiety and depression in my sort of early spiritual awakening stages. You know, I'd sort of removed quite a lot of negative and toxic friends from my life. So I was literally like a lone wolf a lot of the time. So, and especially running my own business from home as well, I didn't have those workplace connections as well, like most people have going to work. So I did exactly the same, you know, went to meetups, went to yoga classes, just anything that I really sort of found an interest in. And, you know, you get speaking to people, you get meeting people and that's how I made a lot of my friends that I have now and yeah I think it's just look at what your interests are whether it's spirituality meditation women in business anything like that and there will be a meetup for it there will be something out there yes. which you can sort of go to and connect with other like-minded people who you're going to vibe with that's amazing yes yes people get out there connect with people I think it's such a such a thing when you do drift away from friends whether that's I mean I stopped drinking alcohol a year and a half ago and I ended up drifting away from a lot of the friends that I used to go drinking with and so I had to kind of connect with you know different people because my my lifestyle had changed um so yeah it's an amazing way to to connect with people absolutely so my last question to you today is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my listeners with so I was, I was experiencing this the other day. I um, was recently on a retreat, um, this kind of women's business retreat uh, group that I was just mentioning. And I, when I got there, I started to notice that a lot of my old stuff that I thought I dealt with was coming back up to the surface. So I started noticing you know, doubts about myself, finding it hard to express myself the way I wanted to. And it was such a good reminder to me that actually progress is not this linear thing where we just get better and better and better. And, um, you know, we never have off days when we're on that spiritual path or, or when we're on a personal growth path. And I actually um, remembered and reminded myself that actually it's a spiral. So it can seem as though we are taking a step back. It can seem as though old issues that we thought we were he had healed are coming back up for us. And yet we're not moving backwards. We're actually just spiraling to a, a new level. But it might seem that way because things are, things are kind of showing, rearing their ugly heads again. So, yeah, my advice to people listening is just to remember that if you are struggling at the moment or you feel like you've taken a step back, we can never go backwards in terms of our personal growth. It's just spiraling to a new, a new level. Um, even if things are showing up for you that you wish weren't, um, don't be disheartened because you know, you're, gonna, you're still making progress. I love that. And it's so true because, you know, healing isn't linear. And I talk about this a lot here on this podcast and in my work and definitely the spiral ana analogy is just great. Like, you know, it's great that you've experienced that too. And that, yeah, just great, great advice. I love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Cool. So where can my lovely followers find more about you, Chloe, if they want to come and have a look at your work? 
Yeah, so I'd love to invite people to check out my podcast, the Karma You podcast, which is all about confidence and anxiety. And I'm on Instagram at Chloe Brotheridge. I'm on there every single day. And I have a free anxiety toolkit um, with a hypnotherapy MP3 and some worksheets. And that's available at karmau.com forward slash free. Perfect. And I will also link Chloe's website down below as well for you if you want a clickable link. But thank you so much, Chloe, for being here today. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you and learning all about your books. I'm so excited for people to go and check you out. Thank you so much, Emma. Love this conversation. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes today. I really hope you have enjoyed Chloe and I's conversation. As always, you can find Chloe's website in the description box down below. And of course, if you want to find out anything more about myself, my life coaching or anything that I do, you can find it all over on my website, emmamumford.co.uk. Thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a great week whatever you are up to and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week. Lots of love guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.